This is the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast, a podcast for creatives, for those who are beginning to be creative or those who have built a business around their creativity. Here, we allow creatives to tell their story about how they got to where they are today, and we give some tips on how to make your creative business better than it was yesterday. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast. It is December 4th, 2021, as I record this. And I have to first apologize for the little bit of a mix-up in November. I had set things up as drafts for my editor, Christy, to put the podcast into, and somehow they all published with the same date of October 30th. And so it's a little bit messed up there, but I had two really great guests that I hope you didn't miss One was Tiffany Harrison-Clark, and the other one was Julie Duffy. If you guys did not listen to them, I highly encourage you to go listen. They have really different but wonderful things to say. They just look at things writing differently. Julie Duffy is short story focused, and Tiffany Harrison-Clark is really embodiment focused. And those are two different ways of writing, but really interesting for anybody who is a writer or is thinking about writing. So. I am back. It's been two weeks since I've gotten back from Nepal. Uh, What an amazing trip. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. I have to say that I went with absolutely no expectations. And looking back, I was talking with my husband who went with me. And I said, isn't it incredible that we were planning this for pretty much two years and we didn't investigate anything about it. (laughs) Like, I don't know what that says about us. I don't know. Maybe we're, we just live by the seat of our pants. I'm not really sure, but honestly, I think it was kind of great. Like we had absolutely no expectations for the most part. You know, I think we always have some sort of expectation of what, you know, from what people tell us, or, you know, it's climbing a mountain. I don't know. Like I'm not a hiker. So I guess I kind of envisioned not sure what I envisioned, but it it definitely was nothing like I sort of assumed it might be. I guess I always assumed that you kind of see the edge of the mountain, <laughs> you know, or the it's like a trail with a set mountain goal. And maybe I think that might be a little bit of an American point of view, because talking to people who have hiked quite a bit um, that we met along the journey, they were saying, yeah. Climbing up 14,000 feet in America is like climbing straight up and climbing straight down. So you go up Pikes Peak and you go up and you kind of come back down. And the Himalayas are completely different, apparently. (laughs) These are things I learned. Going up is up and down and up and down and up and down. It's like you're going through several mountains to get to your mountain. And then going down is also up and down and up and up and down and then up again and then down. I mean, going down, yes, you are, you know, losing elevation as you go. So clearly you have to, you know, go down, but you still have to climb up. It's just like all these valleys and dips and it's really incredible. If you are a hiker or if you are not a hiker like me, I highly recommend getting to the Himalayas, getting to Nepal. It was absolutely wonderful, beautiful. The people are amazing. I wish I could say their food was amazing, but I can't. 
So, <laughs> but the culture is amazing. The people are amazing. They're so nice. It was a really, really great experience. I am writing slowly, but I am writing about it on my blog. You can go over to catcaldwell.com and just click on my blog at the top menu. And I'm writing about Katmandu and what that's like. And then, you know, what sort of my expectations were and what I saw. I'm adding pictures to the blog post. So it's interesting because I'm so busy. I'm not getting as much writing done about it as I wish I could. But if you check on the blog, you will see the Nepal thoughts and blog posts there. Um, it's also connected to my Goodreads account. If you guys are on Goodreads a lot, you can head over to Kat Caldwell author profile on Goodreads and my blog is connected there as well. So speaking of Goodreads, I have a giveaway on Goodreads. It is for Stepping Across the Desert at the moment. So you can go to goodreads.com and search for Stepping Across the Desert and then click on the link to enter the giveaway, basically. Or I'll put a link in the show notes as well. I am going to be spending a little bit more time on Goodreads. I think it was not a very good idea of me as a writer to not spend more time there. I have to say I'm a little embarrassed about how very few books I read. (laughs) I've read a total of 15 books this year. Not great. I'm going to do better next year. Maybe that's why I I don't spend as much time on Goodreads because I'm a little bit embarrassed about how haven't really been reading. I've been busy, you know, marketing and writing. I have so many story ideas in my head that I, I tend to spend a lot of time writing, but I do need to read as well. So I am going to get over my embarrassment at being a writer who has not read very much in the last few years and just <laughs> spend more time on Goodreads because that is where the readers are and that is where the writers are. I'm also back on Twitter and actually having a lot more fun now that the election's over and getting a little bit more involved with the writing community over on Twitter. There's a lot of indie writers and I'm having more fun now with it. I'm finding and meeting new people and finding new books and it's a lot of fun. So on Twitter, I am at pencils and lipstick, the and spelled out. I tell a little bit more about myself, talk a little bit more about writing and things that are on my mind. I don't, I don't share tons. I'm not an overshare, but I also have like any promotions or giveaways or things that I'm doing. I'll put up there as well. So if you are a Twitter user, you will be, I guess the first of the Twitters to know tweeters. I don't know. (laughs) So if you like the show and I hope that you do, if you're listening, we are going to continue in to 2022 despite the hiccups of November and despite last week not having a podcast, I will be having weekly podcasts even through the Christmas season. Yes, I am committed to that. (laughs) I am over jet lag. I am a little more organized now and things instead of falling through the cracks are lining up beautifully. If you want to support the show and my awesome editor, Christy, you can go to patreon.com forward slash pencils underscore lipstick. And you can support the show for as little as $3, three euro, three pounds, whatever you prefer or think is appropriate for the information that you get from here or the entertainment that you get from here. I appreciate all of you listeners. You are super awesome. You are the reason that I keep going with the show. And if you 
are listening to this on whatever app you are listening to, please like the show, subscribe to the show. It sort of helps with that algorithm. And please leave a review if you are feeling really kind today. The reviews really help. It's fun to share them out to people. I did a big push on reviews, I think about a year ago. And so I have quite a few reviews on Apple iTunes, but they're getting a little old guys. So I need you to go and review and let other people know it helps um, new listeners find the show. It helps also with the algorithm. The show is on Spotify and Google play on iTunes. So just, you know, leave a review and a like, and a subscribe wherever you prefer. That's awesome. I totally appreciate you. If you do become a patron, you get a couple different little prizes and shout outs. You can find out about those again on patreon.com forward slash pencils underscore lipstick. If you want to support the show monetarily. We're going to have some really great people coming in in 2022. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited to talk to the authors coming in. So I wanted to tell you also, because I kind of promised you before I went to Nepal that I was going to get coffee stains out, but then I was going to do a lot of the promotion and sort of the book launching after Nepal, just because of the way things fell in my life this year. and so. The first ebook giveaway for coffee stains is live. It is now an ebook and a paperback. Yay! The paperback got finished. There was a bit of a hassle with the cover and things, and I'll, you know, not having internet in Nepal consistently didn't help, but it is now out there. So, all you paperback lovers, um, you can now hold the book in your hands. I'm thinking about doing a larger print hardcover, but that will probably wait for a little bit. And no, there is no audio. I'm not in love with my voice as an audio reader. And for the moment, I'm going to have to sell quite a few of the books to be able to afford an audio. Now, it's interesting because Joanna Penn is talking a lot about the AI audio readers. And that's really interesting to me because. For people like me, who is just a one woman show, it is a lot of money to pay an audio book reader. As much as I kind of want to support another artist, another creative, I just can't afford it at the moment. And so I've been looking and dabbling a bit in the AI availability, I guess. Um, It's really interesting if you haven't or don't listen to Joanna Penn, the Creative Penn podcast. I suggest that you do. She just had one and she gave examples of two of her books that have AI voices. And it's pretty incredible. It's very, they do not sound robotic at all. It's really amazing what people are coming up with. I actually studied linguistics when I was in college and I have a degree in it, even though I've never worked in it. But one of the things that really fascinated me, you know, way back in 2004 was the idea that linguists were needed in order to develop the AI, you know? And at that point I was thinking of like the automated operator, you know, when they're like asking you to put in the menu items for, you know, when you're trying to call your credit card company or your bank and trying to get a human (laughs) and having them understand what you are saying and things like that. And a lot of times I would think of my husband or my boyfriend at the time, because he had such a thick accent. And I thought that that was really cool. Like I would, that I would 
have enjoyed working in that if I had stayed in the States and pursued working in linguistics. But I never would have thought that they could have developed AI to be able to read a book so well. It's it's just amazing to me. So head on over to the Creative Pen podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. It is, I think like, you know, the second to last episode that she had or so. She has like 500 episodes, but it's a very recent episode. And it's called something about AI. Um, so I highly recommend you listen to that. It's it's unbelievable. All right, I'll stop gushing about that. So if I do decide to do AI version of the audiobook, of course, you will be among the first to know. But for the moment, Coffee Stains is out in ebook across all platforms and paperback as well. So if you want to win a, an ebook copy of it, yes, paperback giveaway will be coming soon, but the ebook giveaway right now is running and you can go to catcaldwell.com and right at the top menu, there is just Coffee Stains giveaway. You just click on that, you add in your information and you'll be ready to go. So I am also running lots of sales on my journals. Tis the season to be giving gifts. And if you are looking for a unique gift, you might consider giving my hardback journal, which is called A New Way to Journal. It's an interactive journal that has 36 prompts that I think are really fun. They are written by me with the idea of, you know, sort of digging a little bit deeper. I used to come upon my journal and like feel like I had nothing to talk about, which is insane. But when you are like knee deep in diapers or, you know, career and kids and whatever, sometimes you get to your journal and you're like, I feel like I should write, but I don't even know where to start. And so the idea was to like have this prompt, you know, what, what's the last thing that got you angry? You know, do you think that you were justified in your anger or something like that? And It's just to get you started. There's like four pages, every single prompt where you can just get started and then you go on. Cause I feel like it's the starting the, that like hitting the acceleration on the writing that needs a little bit of a push. And so it also has fun little quizzes at the end or places to write down your favorite recipe, what you're watching right now, what you're reading right now, kind of like this snapshot, this time capsule of where and who you are right now in time. Um, One of the greatest um, reviews of it was uh, somebody bought it for their grandmother who was kind of battling dementia, sort of just getting older and not really remembering things. And she had done so much traveling as a younger woman. And she said that she wanted to write about it, but she just couldn't seem to get started in it. And so once she got a hold of this journal, she started writing and like the ideas just started coming. That was like, oh, that was the best review that I got (laughs) on it. I felt like that is so awesome. That's exactly what it's for. It's like to get you started and you'll see how your brain just sort of keeps going and you'll realize that you do have a lot to say and that your story is really interesting. Every single one of our stories is really interesting. We just need sort of that push to write it. And sometimes a blank page is intimidating. So you can find my shop at catcaldwell.com as well. And I set up a little coupon for all my listeners with the code podcast. There's a link in the show notes just for you. If you buy a copy of A New Way to Journal, the hard copy, I will also send along one of my paperback journals, which is 
mostly blank with just like a smattering of prompts throughout the blank journal. So just for you, you guys will be getting that for free. So the show today is with me. I kind of wanted to do a rundown of the books that I've looked at and read and used for developing my writing craft this year. I will be putting the pictures of the books on my website and on, you know, Instagram and Facebook because obviously you might want to know about them and see them and sometimes, you know, books have the same titles and so it's just easier if you head over there, I will have pictures of the books on my blog. I'll have a blog post as well. So all those links will be in the show notes, but if you don't follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you absolutely they should. And I'm always at Kat Caldwell author on Facebook and Kat Caldwell dot author on Instagram, because I was too late to the game apparently to get the same handle. <laughs> so the first one that I want to talk about is story fix transform your novel from broken to brilliant by Larry Brooks. And this is actually from writer's digest. And I think I bought it like really long time ago. (laughs) I can't even remember, but it's an interesting novel. It's not a novel. It's an interesting book on how to like really get at what is wrong with your novel. Like what, you know, when you have that feeling like something is, isn't right, or maybe you've gotten feedback from people and it just really goes into things like pacing and story structure, trying to get you to think of like, what is, up with your novel. Because when we have that gut feeling, we don't always know the specifics of it. You know, it goes through characters, determining the core dramatic question, the inner needs of the core story. I mean, it, it and it's really easy to read. I have to say, like, it sat on my bookshelf for a while because craft books intimidated me for a long time. It looks like this was published in 2015. So I probably bought it around then. That was when I got back, came back to the state. So yeah, that's probably when I got it, but it sat on my shelf for a while. But then looking through it this year, as I went, you know, re-edited coffee stains and just wanted to make sure things were going right. I learned a lot and I was reminded about a lot of things. You know, a lot of times writers kind of know stuff, you know, this know of like, oh yeah, that makes sense you know, but we don't maybe know the specific words to explain it. And so this book really gives you like the specific questions of going back to your characters, going back to your plot, going back to the pacing and really giving you like the permission and the ability to step back and look at your story in a less connected way. Because sometimes as authors, we're so close to the story that we can't really see what's wrong with it. And so that kind of gives you the permission and the ability to take a few steps backwards and look at it from a distance, more like with an editor's eye. The other one is the next one is something that I found in Barnes and Noble at the end of, you know, probably at the beginning of the year last year, like the end of the Christmas sales or whatever. And it was in that area, you know, that they always have like the area of the, the books that have the stickers on them of like $5 or $10 or, you know, whatever. It is called Creative Writer's Notebook, 20 Great Authors and 70 Writing Exercises. 
the great thing about this is that it kind of gives you a really short biography of people like James Joyce and Stephen King, um, Virginia Woolf, Flannery O'Connor. And what they do is like tell you about them and about their writing. And then they give you writing prompts based on like how they wrote. So that's what I kind of find really interesting. Like this is one that I could not still haven't really figured out because for James Joyce, he does a lot of wordplay. Like he's Irish and the Irish are amazing at wordplay and jokes and things like that. And so they talk about how he takes different, he creates portmanteau words, a single word with two meanings, right? So let's say an example is like Mr. Wright, a man's name and like his suitability is portmanteau, a kissmas. It's like Christmas, but also kissing, which happens under the mistletoe. Eleventeen is like a mature eleven-year-old, you know, things like that. And so then it asks you to you know, sit back and think of some of your own. And I have not thought of any, <laughs> not one. And I've actually sat for a couple times and tried to think of some. If you guys are good at portmanteaus, I would love to hear of yours. Um, but I just found it really interesting, you know. Finding your authentic voice using William Faulkner. Let's see, word association character traits using Maya Angelou. Uh, just really cool, like to be able to specifically take the way that that writer is really well known for doing and try your hand at it in a really, you know, just personal and I guess. A personal and secretive way, like all by yourself, just trying to your hand at seeing if you like it and seeing if it's, you know, a way that you want to try more of. I also wanted to talk to you guys about Twyla Tharp, the creative habit, learn it and use it for life. Now I talked about this one last year. So this was actually one that I picked up in 2020, but I did start looking through it again. I mean, Twyla Tharp is not a writer. She's a choreographer and a dancer. But she has like these little challenges, like these creative challenges at the end of each chapter, these like exercises. And I find them really fascinating because sometimes when we're up against writer's block, what we need to do is give our brain a rest and we need to do something creative in a different way. I don't think that we need to watch Netflix all the time. I don't think there's anything wrong with it sometimes, but I think what we actually need is like silence, but your brain being occupied in something a little bit different. And I I don't want to use the word mindless, but like in a different way. And then all of a sudden it'll be able to sort of think or come up with what's missing in your book or your story. Like for example, she uses the exercise chaos and coins. She says she takes a handful of coins. It really doesn't matter how big they are or whatever they do. And she tosses them on to her work table and studies the result. You know, sometimes the coins fall into a random pattern and that pleases her. And often they don't go into anything, <laughs> you know, just a pile or a smattering or whatever. But she says she starts fiddling with the coins and moving them around and moving them into strange shapes and familiar shapes and stacking them. And then maybe pushing them around with things other than her fingers. And then she starts, you know, using them in sort of a rhythmic way. And I think it's just an easy way for your brain to get a rest, to look at something else 
and to, you know, start filing and organizing what you're actually working on with your story. So it's things like that. And it's asking, like writing about your childhood. Like she goes back to pictures and she talks about that, what music you listen to. So I just thought it was a great book. I look at it quite often and I think it's a great one to have on your shelf. The next one, this is a pretty hefty book. And it's definitely specifically for writers. It is Priscilla Long's The Writer's Portable Mentor, A Guide to Art, Craft, and the Writing Life. And this has a lot of talk about like specific things in writing and then really specific exercises to do. So it's like creating a word log for things, working with sound, you know, playing with sound and having a journal just to be able to write down things and rhyme things out. And it's not necessarily writing stories. It's like playing with words and playing with phrases and playing with repetition, you know, things like that. And it's a really different way for me, at least. I'm, I had never really thought about taking the time to do that. Perhaps those of us who have not been on the MFA track, we haven't really been doing that because, you know, why would you think about sitting down and just writing a list of words that start with L, you know, or things that rhyme with L or whatever, practicing the passive voice and the active voice and writing a very long sentence by multiplying one type of prepositional phrase, you know, we who are not on the MFA track or who have not gotten an MFA have probably never really done things like that, but it's interesting what will kind of come up and how you'll be able to look at your writing and other writing as well. And there's lots of examples from writers and books. It's really interesting to look at that and see, you know, being able to really get into your brain and your heart as a writer, like why some writing is so good and some writing is like, meh. You know, we have these like emotional reactions to writing, but sometimes we don't know why it is that we all gravitate to, you know, certain writers and certain works of of writing and why some other writing is just like, oh, okay. I think this really gives you the ability to understand things like adverbial clause, (laughs) which we don't really want to talk about, but it's an interesting way because she takes so many examples and then has really interesting writing prompts and exercises to do after you've read them. Now, Jay Thorne did come on the show a couple of weeks ago, so you can hear him if you missed him, but his book, Three Story Method, Foundations of Fiction, which he wrote with Jack Bohannon, I think is an excellent book, especially for people starting out in writing novels. It is really going to help you define what is needed in your novel and how you use the hero story for your novel. Like many, many, many stories use the hero story, right? And they break down what that is and they use Star Wars as a way to show you examples of it. He also goes back to like storytelling into the Greek times, you know, why humans use story, when we started using story, all that. And it's a really easy read. He read like all the difficult craft books so that you don't have 
have to, <laughs> basically. And he, you know, compares hero's journey with the Virgin's Promise. That's another way of writing story. But I think it's a really practical book. It helps you make sure that your character and your plot and your timing are really how they should be to have a pretty successful novel. So if you are a newer writer and newer at writing novels, this is a really good one to pick up. So another one that I really enjoyed is The Science of Storytelling by Will Store. I personally had not heard of Will Store before I picked up this book, The Science of Storytelling, but apparently he's a really big, big to do. <laughs> I looked him up and I was like, oh, he has like top webinars and you can get certified in his coaching of the science of storytelling and all this. So, you know, look up Will Store, S-T-O-R-R. Yeah, he's a, he's a big deal. But this, this book, The Science of Storytelling, I actually listened to it on audiobooks and then I went and bought the book because it was really great. It had a ton of examples that I wanted to be able to go back and just look at on the page because it sticks in my head and my memory more if I'm actually looking at it. But he really goes into what is at the heart of storytelling and why certain stories really stick with us and are like go through time <laughs> and stick with humans. And I found that really fascinating. What he talks about is like the dramatic question and the sacred flaw approach, because we all know as writers that our characters should have some sort of flaw, right? They need to be overcoming something in the story. They should be overcoming something in the outer world, you know, the physical world, but they should also be overcoming something inwardly and growing throughout the story. And we have a tendency as writers to make our main characters really good, like really good people. And what he says is they need like this flaw that drives them into their decision-making. So it's a really interesting way of thinking of it. It's a deeper way of thinking of it than I had bothered to think of. And he uses tons of examples, which makes the book really easy to listen to, whether you're doing it on audio or reading. So I highly recommend that one. The second to last book I want to recommend to you is Lisa Krohn's Wired for Story, The Writer's Guide to Using Brain Science to Hook Readers from the Very First Sentence. So again, like a book that is getting into really the specifics of humans and storytelling using brain science. It's totally different than what I ever would have thought of for writing stories. I don't know. So I picked it up and it is completely different. It's like using how we are, how our brains work to hook readers. And she says from the very first sentence, it again, is like, it's really easy to read. Um, it really goes into how to cut the boring parts, what, how to recognize them, you know, and why you need to do certain things in order to get people to continue reading your story, like understanding why there are times that we just stop reading and stop being interested in something. Sometimes we know that as writers, like in our gut, that something's wrong with our story. Um, so th this is just another way that you can sort of step back and look at it more like an editor or look at it more scientifically, I guess, and um, not be so close to your story, but being able to be really more critical from the outside and make your story better 
quite frankly, once you step back in and sort of cut and rearrange and dig a little bit deeper in your plot and characters. Now, another one, or the last one, was recommended to me by Tracy Skews. It's called Tell It Slant, Creating, Refining, and Publishing Creative Nonfiction. So this is written by Brenda Miller and Suzanne Puala. And this is really for nonfiction. Now, nonfiction is something that I have dabbled in this last year and will continue to try to refine in 2022. And nonfiction is, especially non-creative nonfiction, is really different from fiction. It is, to do it well, you really have to get in to the the character who is you usually, or, you know, somebody that you know. And I, I find it a little bit intimidating and difficult to do well, I would say. And so this really goes into the art of creative nonfiction and how you can find the key piece of the story, how you research it, how you gather the threads of them, where is it taking place in the physical world, you know, adding the right amount of thoughts and description to keep things moving and keep people interested in your book. It also is a book that has exercises in it. So if you are a creative nonfiction writer or looking to do it, this is also another book where you get to read about what they're talking about, but then really apply it. And again, for those of us who have not studied writing in a sort of classroom setting, um, have not done the MFA route where you really get a lot of one-on-one on looking at the craft of writing and getting feedback on that refining of it. I think that these tips and these exercises are really great um, to do that. Let's say like, here's one, like try to imagine your way into the head of a musician you love, you know, trying to really get into the body of somebody else and then create a speculative narrative that combines fact and fiction to bring that person's music to life on the page. And so that prompt comes after this chapter called writing the arts. So, you know, you get to read what they're talking about and then you get to apply it. And I think that that's a really interesting book that I will be continuing to use in 2022 because yes, I still need some refining on my nonfiction. (laughs) So again, I'm going to have pictures of these. There will be a link in the show notes for the blog post where you can see them and I'll have them on my social media as well. Because if you are looking for some craft help and books and you don't want to do the classroom thing, or you want addition to classroom or whatever you choose to do, I want to be able to suggest these to you. So before we go, before I sign off, I want to ask you to do one thing. If you are on Twitter or if you are on Instagram, I would love your suggestions of authors or people in the publishing and writing world that you want to hear from. I have a couple people lined up and a couple people that I want to hear from, but I want to know who you want to hear from. Uh, Feel free to tweet me, pencils and lipstick all spelled out. That's a really great way to get a hold of me because it's not you know, the DM section is, is pretty clean at this point because I'm just starting back over there. Instagram, author. That's really easy to get me as well. Just, you know, write to me. What do you, who do you want to hear from? What do you want to hear about? What topics? Topics 
also are great because I can find somebody who is an expert or who teaches about it or who works in that as well. And for the last little thing, the creative writing community this month is adding on sprints and they are completely free for the entire month. If you want to start sprinting, if you want to check out the creative writing community, see if it's for you, I recommend that you go down to the show notes and click on the link and sign up for the sprints. You'll get emails telling you when the sprints are happening. You can pop in to as many as you want, get to know me, I am at the sprints, get to know other people in the group. They come and go whenever their schedule allows them as well. You can find out what it's like to sprint. You can ask me any questions that you want. Just head on down to the show notes, click the link and sign up for the emails that will come in. If you find out sprinting is not for you, it's completely fine. You don't have to hand over any credit card. You don't have to do any of that. You'll just get the links to the sprints. You can come join us see my lovely face on your computer screen, ask me whatever you would like to ask me about the group or anything else, all completely free, no strings attached. Until next week, we will have an interview again next week. I am signing off. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. Bye. Hey, you're still listening. Since you are, could you do me a favor and head over to the app that you're listening to this episode on and hit the subscribe button and then rate and review the show? It would really help the Pencils and Lipstick podcast get out into the world. And if you're enjoying the podcast, well, then there might be more people out there who would enjoy it as well. If you want to find out more about me, you can head over to catcaldwell.com. I have my story over there, my books, my interactive journals, my one-on-one coaching information, and information on my creative writing community membership group. If you're looking to write a book or you are a writer and you just want to find out more about how to write, how to publish, how to format, how to market, and all the things that go into being an author these days, check out the membership group. There is a 14 free day trial that you can try it out, get into the masterminds, find out all the goodies that we are talking about in the group. I would love to see you there.